0: faithful Filipino valet Cato, Britt Reed, daring young publisher, matches wits with racketeers and saboteurs, risking his life that criminals and enemy spies will feel the weight of the law by the sting of the Green Hornet. Ride with Britt Reed in the thrilling adventure, Ladder of Fate, the Green Hornet strikes again. Somewhere in a Navy hospital, a man lies hovering between life and death. In the laboratory of that hospital, a laboratory technician moving quickly and surely performs the analyses that make it possible for a Navy doctor to save that man's life. Today, there's a good chance that that laboratory technician is a WAVE, one of the Navy's heroic enlisted women, who are doing more and more of the vitally important jobs in the Navy. Yes, the WAVEs are no longer an experiment, The Navy's women are proving themselves indispensable. See if you qualify to be a wave. Join the waves now. Call your nearest Navy recruiting station. And now, the Green Hornet. Britt Reid's secretary, Lenore Case, sat next to the desk of the young publisher of the Daily Sentinel. For some time, her pencil had been flying over the lines of her notebook, making pothooks of Britt's rapid dictation. When you've transcribed that, Miss Case, send a copy to the new district attorney.
1: After all the complimentary editorials you carried in the Sentinel when he was running for office, (laughs) this'll hit him between the eyes.
0: I intend it to. His appointment of Herman Vinton as first assistant D.A. is a bad blunder.
1: Vinton has been Courtney's law partner for ten years. Yes, I know that. Isn't it a natural appointment? Everyone expected Courtney to make Vinton his first assistant.
0: Courtney knows the charter in the community. He knows that the first assistant succeeds in the event of the death of the prosecutor. And Vinton is too weak. That's a bad appointment.
1: Have you changed your attitude about Courtney himself?
0: Not at all. Courtney's honest and aggressive. He has three sons in the service, and he hates anyone who hampers the war effort. If anyone can smash the Parmalee organization, Courtney is the man to do it.
1: Which of the black markets is Parmalee's specialty?
0: He's got meat and poultry in one pocket and gasoline in another.
1: And he gets away with it.
0: Yeah, so far he's gotten away with it. The police have never made a case against him because of the things that happened to witnesses.
1: You were pretty confident that Courtney could smash the Palmley outfit. Well, I
0: think he can. If he can just get an entering wedge, the whole organization will fall apart.
1: Hey, Reed. Oh, look what happens when I'm not on guard in the outer office.
2: Reed, I've got something that might interest you. Let it get fast, Axford. I'm busy. It's about the new DA that just took office. You know, Reed, maybe he's not as hot as you thought he was. Because of his appointment of Herman Vettin? No, it's not that, Reed. There's another reason. Didn't Jim Courtney pledge himself to smash the black markets? Well, yes, Axford. Why? And with the black market smashed, there'd be meat and geese enough so as everyone could have a fair share, and there'd be sugar enough to give everyone a little? Well, what about it? Well, if Courtney keeps his word now that he's in office, he'll be smashing the Palmley organization, won't he? Obviously. All right, then. Now, tell me this. That being the case... Why was Palmley backing Courtney in the election?
1: Who said he was? Well,
2: that stops you, don't it? It stops me cold. Are you sure of your facts? Well, you can check the facts. Palmley controlled a half a dozen wards, and every one of those wards went strong for Jim Courtney.
1: How do you like that? Well, maybe Courtney
2: ain't so lily white. It's like birds of a feather.
1: Oh, wait, Lowry. Why oh, yeah. are? Let me tell them all. It's my story, y'all. Holy mackerel! This office is like Grand Central Station. Hey, Reed. Listen,
0: boss. We just got a flash. It's
1: from police headquarters. The cops. Then it's for me to handle. Pipe down, oh, expert I'll hold
0: everything, one at a time. Lowry, let's have it. We just got a flash from headquarters. Jim Courtney is dead. What? Holy crow! How did it happen? Was he bumped off? Where's the cadaver? I had you, magpie. He fell off a ladder in a private gymnasium and hit the floor with his head. Fell off a ladder? One of those gymnasium things that's fastened to the wall. Oh, but Courtney's gone to a gymnasium every day for ten years. How did he fall? Well, maybe the ladder busted. Maybe it was sabotaged. The place said that he lost his grip on the ladder and fell. Maybe he had apoplexy or something. Or maybe drinking. Will you be quiet? I handle Courtney's campaign stuff, Mr. Reed. Let me have the assignment, will You're you? are not going to assign me to cover. Well, did it happen in that small gymnasium on 10th Street? Yeah, the one Courtney always used. Well, both of you cover and keep me posted. Right. Come on, Laurie. Hey, Reed, I ought to go with him. Oh, no, you sit still, actually. I want to talk to you may be able to contribute some valuable data. Oh, all right,
2: Reed. Anything you say.
0: Uh, I guess you can forget that editorial, Miss Case.
2: Yes, sir.
1: Is there anything else?
0: Well, not now, thanks.
2: Oh, uh, Cassie, if anyone calls for me, tell them I'm in conference.
1: Conference.
2: Uh, <laughs> oh, golly, I'm sorry I said what I did about Courtney. Axford, do you know anything about Herman Vinton? Vinton? You mean, uh, Courtney's first assistant? Yes. Well... All I know is that there's a ruling in this city that the first assistant gets to be DA until another election. Do you think Vinton can go after the Parmley
0: gang? Well, I guess
2: Vinton is honest enough,
0: but I don't think he's got the stuff to get the goods on Parmley like Courtney would have done. Well, that's how I feel. The man Courtney defeated would have been a stronger DA than Vinton. That's right. Now, Courtney would have smashed a black market, and the man he defeated might have smashed it.
2: But Herman Vinton. Hey, Reed. Do you think that maybe Parmley was behind Jim
0: Courtney's death? Do you think he killed him so Vinton would be in the office of D.A.? Well, Axford, that's not a bad theory. Why don't you go to police headquarters and see if there's any reason to suspect that Courtney was murdered? I'll do it, Reed. By golly, I'll do it. I'll be here. Call me if you got something. I sure will. You can count on me. Jim Courtney dead. If that was murder, someone's going to pay. Yes?
1: There's a man on the line who wants to talk to you, Mr. Reed. He
0: won't give his name. What does he want to talk about?
1: Does he
0: know something about the Courtney
1: affair? Oh, I'll put him on. Hello. Is this Mr. Reed? Yes. Uh, listen, Mr. Reed,
0: this is Gus Dornberger calling. See, I'm a part-time trainer over at the gym where Courtney worked out. I see. Now, now, listen, Mr. Reed, you gotta get this straight. I didn't have no part in nothing, see. All right, then you didn't have no part in nothing. Why are you calling me? On account of the things you wrote about Courtney. I know you're on the level. I figured maybe I could give you some facts. And help me keep out of trouble, see? I I don't want to go to the cops on account of questions, see? Just a minute, Dornberger. Where are you now? Where are you calling from? I got a little camp of my own on Route 2 near Transit Road. It's called Gus's Place. This had better be straight stuff, Dornberger. It's straight. What do you want to tell me? Suppose I told you that that Courtney was murdered. Just a minute. If I give you some facts, can I count on you to protect me? Dornberger, don't say any more over the phone. Can you come to my office right away? Yeah, if you'll see me personally. Come here as soon as you can. I'll see you. Okay. I guess you're right. We shouldn't be talking on the phone. You wait right there, and I'll be in in about a half an hour. Hello, Gus. Huh? You going somewhere? Deke. What are you doing here? I just dropped in. Who's on the phone, Gus? Now, listen. It's none of your business, see? I suppose you heard about Courtney's accident. Yes, I did. And you got me in a hot spot. If I'd have known you were going to murder Courtney... Gus, Gus, don't talk so careless. You don't know what you're saying. I do too. I know Courtney. I've seen him work out in the gym every day. And I know he didn't fall off no ladder, see? If I'd have had my brains up on me, I'd have known you had something like this in mind when you gave me the sawbuck to stay away from the gym today. Oh, we did that because we were playing a little joke on Courtney, that's all. We didn't have nothing to do with his death. I don't believe you, see? Well, you better get smart, Gus. I came here to smarten you up. I bet. And I'll give it to you straight, Gus. What do you mean? We don't want to rub you out. I don't think it'll be necessary, not when we get all the facts. I can guess the facts. You paid me to stay away from the gym so one of the gang could club Courtney on the head. Gus, you're exactly right. You admit it. Yeah. Only let me tell you some more. You're in it just as deep as anyone else. You took the cash so the killer could take your place. And that makes you what the cops call an accessory before the fact. But I didn't mean didn't no harm. If the huh? cops get the truth, you'll burn with the rest. I mean the chair. But they can't do that to me. Oh, no? Why not? I didn't know Courtney was to be bumped. You guys told me it, it was only a gang. Uh, was... Save your breath. You're out on bail right now. Do you think you get by with the story you tell? But the cops will question me. They'll, they'll wonder why I wasn't on the job. They'll, as long as they'll do... the cops think it was an accident, they won't ask too many questions. If you're smart you won't say anything to make him suspicious why did you have to get me into this jam I've said all I came to say Gus now about that phone call you were making when I came in are you going somewhere No no I ain't I won't talk I won't say a word <laughs>
2: Now drive straight ahead on this road, Reed. I'm glad you got back from headquarters in time to come with me, Axford. You're a big help. I know right where Gus's place is at. You'll see it in just a minute. Good. How long ago did Gus phone you? About three hours. Connie, are you sure he didn't come to the office? I was
0: there all the time. I'd have seen him.
2: I don't know about that, Reed. Casey's sometimes mighty tough about letting people in to see you. Especially when they're ugly-looking mugs like Gus Darnberger. There's his place right there. See it? Yeah, I can't understand why he'd phone and make the date, then not keep it. Yeah, we may find out in a few minutes. Uh, turn into the driveway, Reed.
0: Oh, there's a car. I wonder if it's Dornberger. Well, I wouldn't know. Come on in with me, actually. Sure, Reed. I was going to.
2: <clears throat> this might be dangerous business.
0: Dangerous? Why do you say that? I thought the police considered Courtney's death an accident.
2: Well, that's how it looks so far. But there won't be an official decision until the coroner gets done. It could be a murder. Should we walk in? I'll wrap on the door. If he don't come right away, we'll barge right in. Maybe there's been some foul play.
0: I hear someone coming. Yeah? Are you Gus Dornberger? Yeah, yeah, sure. That's me, Why? Well, my name is Reed. I'm from the Daily Sentinel. Newspaper guy? Yes. He owns the paper. My name is Mike Axford. Oh, didn't you call me a few hours ago? For Me? No, I didn't call you or or anyone else, see? I got nothing to call a newspaper for. You didn't call me and say something about Courtney's death? No, I don't know nothing about nothing, see? Listen, Lug, if you're telling a fib... Why should I? Were you at the gymnasium when Courtney was killed? No, I've been home all day. I've been sick, see? I don't know nothing about how he got killed, and that's all I got to say. Goodbye, now.
2: Why, that termite slammed the door in our face. Where does he get that stuff? Now take it easy, Axford. For two cents, I'd bust in there and give him a piece of my mind. What's his idea in saying he didn't phone you? Maybe he didn't. Anyone could have given his name.
0: Well, did it sound like him? Was the voice the same? Well, the phone tort's voices, Axford. Furthermore, if anyone used his name, they'd probably imitate his voice. Don't you think so? I don't know about that. Come on, let's get back to the car. I'm wasting all that
2: gas to come out here. Reed, I'm not satisfied. I'd like to do some investigating on Gus Darnberger. Fine idea, actually. There's something about that name that gets me. Maybe it's the resemblance to hamburgers. Ah, No, it ain't that. I've heard something about that guy. I wish I could think of what it is.
0: Just one person in all the world knew that Britt Reed was the much-sought-for Green Hornet. This was Britt's valet, Cato. Cato had just finished clearing the dinner table when Britt came from his bedroom. Has Axford gone out, Cato? Oh, uh,
2: yes, Mr. Britt. He left while you listened to radio broadcast of news.
0: Oh, did he say where he was going? He
2: went to police headquarters.
0: I suppose he told you about our trip to Dornberger's place this afternoon.
2: Oh, yes. He's trying to remember connection between Dornberger and the police.
0: All he had to do was look in the files at the office. Dornberger was arrested a short time ago for assault and battery. It wasn't a serious charge. Oh. And he's out on bail pending the trial. It has no connection with the Courtney affair. I see. But his actions this afternoon are definitely connected with Courtney's death. When he phoned me, he intended to tell me something about a murder. You are sure he is the one who phoned? Yes, I couldn't mistake his voice. But when you saw him, he denied making calls? Well, he changed his mind, Cato, because someone got to him. When I saw him, he was a badly frightened man. He knows something. Yes, Mr. Britt? Cato, Parmalee has built a big organization, but it's like a house of cards. If the police can find just one weak spot, the whole thing will collapse. I wonder how we can make Gus Dornberger talk. (laughs) We'll continue our Green Hornet adventure in just a moment. Men of 17, the nation's oldest seagoing service, the United States Coast Guard, need you today. Need you to man convoy ships, cutters, and landing craft. If you are 17, an American citizen, and have completed at least two years of high school, learn how you can become a Coast Guard invader. Visit your nearest Coast Guard recruiting station. Get all the details on how you can assist in this vital program. Be a Coast Guard invader and help beat the Japs. And now, back to the Green Hornet. The morning after, the newly elected district attorney met death in a gymnasium. Britt Reed was in his office, and Miss Case was at her desk in the outer office. She looked up as big Michael Axford walked in.
1: Good morning, Casey. Is Reed in? He's in, and he's busy. Is anyone with him? i got to tell him something. You stay out of there now. He's phoning the new DA and several judges. Now, well, here are Lowry's reports. Amuse yourself with the latest on Courtney's death.
2: I got all the dope direct from the cops. Oh, Just Dornberger, who's the regular trainer at the gym, was homesick yesterday, and there was a substitute by the name of Biffle Bates. He's a broken down rascal.
1: I've read Lowry's report, actually.
2: I mean to say the cops haven't anything but Biffle's word as to what happened. Now, who knows the truth? Maybe Courtney wasn't on the ladder at all. Maybe Biffle let him have one from behind with a hunk of board like the floor.
1: Who can prove your theory?
2: I don't know, Casey, but I can tell you this much the medical examiner is holding up the death certificate pending more investigation. I think it's on account of the helpful suggestions I gave the cops. Miss
0: Case. Uh, Reed. Oh, I, 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 but anything new. Uh, yeah, well, I got Send this down to rewrite, will you, Miss Case? Yes, sir. Now, what were you going to say? Reed, you know that guy Darnberger?
2: Well, you remember yesterday when I was trying to remember something about him? Yes. Well, I've got it. A few weeks ago, he had a row with some guy in the gymnasium and slapped him around a little. He was
0: nailed for assault and battery, and he's out on bay right now, pending the hearing. Well, you'll be interested in the notes I just handed Miss Case. Yeah. Vinton is going to make a bid for public confidence and approval... by disposing of a lot of pending cases in record time. Like Dornberger? Dornberger and a number of others. The hearings are to be moved up. Ah, fiddlesticks.
1: Don't you approve, Axford?
0: Uh, why does Vinton stooge around with small stuff
2: like Dornberger's assault and battery hearing? Why don't he go after the big stuff, like Rex Parmley?
0: Rex Parmley, surrounded by the luxury of his office... Looked across the wide desk at a shrewd-faced man.
1: According to the Sentinel, Mr. Parmalee, the new D.A. is moving
0: Dornberger's trial up to next week. Well, what about it, Fisher? Do you think there's anything back in that
2: move? Fitton is doing just what I thought he'd do. He'll keep busy trying to look good on the small
0: stuff. You don't think he's trying any deep stuff? No. He might have moved the Dornberger hearing up in the hope of bringing out something new in connection with Courtney's death. I doubt it. It wouldn't matter
2: anyway. Dornberger has his orders. He won't dare add to what he's already said. He was sick at home when Courtney was killed. He knows nothing about the affair. We, uh, we could dispose of him. Well, that's a foolish suggestion. If anything happened to him, the police would be suspicious. Maybe so. Dornberger will plead guilty to that assault charge.
0: Pay his fine, and let it go at that. Now, uh, what about the Courtney inquest? The medical examiner is still investigating, but he can't prove anything. Sooner or later, he'll have to issue the certificate for. Accidental death. Good.
2: When that's been done, we'll have nothing to
0: worry about. With Vinton in office, everything will be smooth sailing. It was the night before Gus Dornberger was to appear in answer to the charges of assault and battery. It was the night toward which Britt Reed had pointed his plans for the Green Hornet. I guess we're ready to move, Cato. Yes, Mr. Britt. Already? Are you sure Axford went to police headquarters? Yes, sir. I think Lowry's there too. I hope so. We'll have to depend on Axford and Lowry to ask the right questions.
2: Do you think you can depend on them? They're
0: newspaper men, Cato.
2: That's sufficient answer.
0: But, Mr. Britt, could you not take suspicions to police? The police will have their running. We've got to prepare Gus Dornberger before the police move in. Open the panel. Let's get going. (laughs) Dornburg is in his house alone. Yes, Mr. Britt. You stay with the car, Keto. We may have to leave in a hurry. Yeah? Get inside, Dornberger. Get the... in. I want to talk to you. I'll see you. What's the idea? Shut up. We'll go to the living room. That mask. Master... questions. Time's short. Now sit down there next to the phone and listen fast. You're getting out of town tonight. No, I can't. I I, I got to stay here sir. from the top. You don't want to burn, do you? No, but I tell Why, you... Why I... do you think your trial was moved up? I don't well, know. Well, I'll I... tell you. Because they want to give you the works on the Courtney murder. I got nothing to do with that. My hearing is for assault and battery, see? With a 60-day stretch. Oh, no, they'll only find 60 me... 60 days, Gus, and then they'll have you. They'll have you where they can get at you every day. They'll hammer questions at you until you're dizzy. I told all I knew I... Know I know better than that, you fool... You've got to clear out before the police put you away. They'll get that truth out of you. They'll strap you to a chair. They'll turn the lights in your eyes, latch your breath, they'll blind you, they'll make you shrug. So you won't know what you're saying, and the first thing you know, you'll squeal. Oh no, no! You'll no. squeal, and then you'll be hauled up for your part in the murder. And Then you'll burn. I didn't have no part We're in it. We're taking no you. chances. Here, take this pad and write down a phone number. Jackson I, I... nine thousand. Write it down. It's the Federal Airlines office. I've reserved a seat for you. I'll call and make sure of it. That... All right. Write the name down, too. The name is H. B. Smith. I I can remember. Write it down. Don't take chances. I shouldn't run out. I didn't have no part in the murder. Your seat's on the 1020 to the west. <laughs> Hello. Say, miss, I'm I'm calling to see if you're holding a seat for me on the 1020 to the west. Oh, uh, well, the name is Smith. H.B. Smith. It's. H.B. Smith. All right, all right. I, I just wanted to make sure. No, I wanted to make sure they didn't bump you for a priority. Now here, let me tear the top sheet off that pad. It'll be just as well not to leave it around. Come on. I'll take you near the airport. But I, I got to pack some you stuff. You won't need anything. We can't take the time. There's plenty of time. I have other things to do, and I want to be sure you're on your way. Well, come on. Get out, Gus. Just ten minutes to the airport. You can walk the rest of the way. I wish you'd give me a chance if to talk. If you're not on that plane, you'll never talk again. All right. I'm going. Now, Cato, we'll head for the nearest phone. Police headquarters, Burke speaking. Axford, for me. He's right here. Here you are, Axford. Yeah.
2: Hello? Oh, hello, Reed. Is that the boss? Oh, shut up, Lowry. Yeah, Reed. Yeah, I hear you. Oh, golly, I hadn't thought of that. All right. Yeah, right away. What
0: is it? What's he want?
2: Now, Reed, Reed's got a bee in his bonnet. Maybe he's got something. Yeah. What do you mean? He says that with Dornberger coming up for here and tomorrow, he wants us to go and interview the lug. Dornberger? Yeah. You know, Lowry... I think he's got a hunch that maybe Parmelee's afraid to let Darnberger appear in court. I doubt it. Well, anyhow, he wants us to go and see what Darnberger has to say, so come on. He's outside of town. That's only half an hour.
0: Let's go. Map again, Axford. Darnberger must be home. The house is all lighted up. Say, hey, Loudy. By
2: golly, don't suppose something's happened to Darnberger? Probably sleeping. Look, the door wasn't closed tight.
0: All right, expert, we'll have a look. Anyone here? Mm, that's funny. It's
2: mysterious.
0: Let's look in the living room. I don't see me go out and leave the door
2: open and the lights lighted. No one in here. Maybe I'd better call Reid.
0: Did he say where he was? No,
2: he didn't. I could try the apartment and the office. The last places he's likely to be. Hey, lovey. Huh? Look here in this telephone pad. What? There was a phone number written and torn off. You can see the dents in the paper. Oh, hold it to the light. Jackson, 9,000. Hey, That's the airline. The airline? Good gravy. Do you think that... Uh, you calling him? You bet I am.
0: There's a name here. Smith. If Darnberger is taking a run out... If he is, he's... Your... Hello? I say, have you got a booking for a Mr. Smith? Hey, don't take my ear off. Well, I'm sorry, but what plane's he on? 1020? Thanks, Tut. What's that about taking your ear off? She says she'll go nuts if there's any more calls about that guy's trip. He's booked for the 1020. Well, if it's Darmberger, he's taking a run out. I gotta call Burke. There's time to get to the airport. Tell Burke to meet us there. Axford, maybe we've got something.
2: Suffering snakes, Burke.
0: There's the lug. Come on, Axford. We've got something, and I mean something. Hello, Gus. Huh? Are you figuring to go somewhere, Gus? Now, wait. Listen, officer. You come with us. Maybe you can get a refund on your ticket. No, no. I got to go. Don't hold me up. I I posted bail. Skipping, eh? The law can keep the bail. Don't take me in. They'll kill me. Say that again. Don't take me in. Please don't take me in. I I don't know nothing about nothing. That's what you say. We got a few questions for you, Gus. And, baby, you better have the right answer. All I wanted was to keep out of trouble. That's all, see? You were sk- skipping town, uh, jumping bail. I, I didn't want to get jailed. and Then, then given the third degree, I, I didn't want to get questioned every day. That, that, that's what you'll do. That, that's what he told me you'd do. Who told you? The, the guy with a mask. Holy mackerel. What guy with what mask? The guy with a big car and a funny horn. What kind of horn? Did it sound
2: like a hornet buzzing? Yeah, yeah.
0: That that's it.
2: Whoa! the green hornet. So he was telling you
0: things? He, he's the one that got the ticket on the plate. He made me go. Hey, Burke, expert. here's something. What have you
2: got, Lowry? I checked with that dame at the airport.
0: Yeah? Get this. The guy that kept calling to check on the reservation kept her waiting a few times while he said something to someone he called Parmalee. That does it. Why was Parmalee interested in getting Gus out of town? Parmalee and the green Hornet. Gus, you've been holding out on us. You've got something to tell, and by golly, you're going to tell it. Start talking. I, I didn't have nothing to do with the killing. Honest, I didn't. They, they gave me ten bucks and told me to stay home like I was sick that day. That's all. So help me. Who gave you ten bucks? I, I can't tell you nothing. They said if
2: I squealed it, then i get the chair. The chair, is it? Then there was murder. Who gave <laughs> you
0: that ten bucks? <laughs> it, it was... You Dick Martin. This is it. This is the break. Hey, boys. Pick up Deke Martin right away. Now, listen, guys. Well, what about that ten bucks? Did you nail Courtney? No, no, no. You can't play mad on me. Who did? B- Bipper Bates. Pick up Bipper Bates. They said they'd frame you for it whether you did it or not, eh, Bates? Who said that? Did Fisher say that? Fisher. Parmalee's mouthpiece. Get Fisher in here. Boy,
2: this is all night to hold. By golly, Reed, it was a night. It all started when Darnberger tried to skip town. One squealer led to another, each one trying to pass the
0: blame. How far did it go, actually?
2: All the way up the ladder, from Darnberger right on up to Parmley himself. The whole outfit is in the jug without bail on the Courtney murder.
0: Well, Jim died, but he kept his pledge. He got the Parmley gang. There's only one thing wrong. We
2: got to Parmley and stopped there. Well, wasn't that the place to stop? I think there was one guy above Parmley. Hang it all, we didn't get the green Harlot. <laughs>
0: The shortage of skilled workers at the West Coast Navy Yards has forced the Navy to move battle-damaged ships to the East Coast Navy Yards for repair. Skilled workers are desperately needed at the West Coast Yards to remove this crucial bottleneck in the war against the Japs. Immediately needed are electricians, machinists, instrument repairmen, sheet metal workers, coppersmiths, pipe fitters, boilermakers, ordnance men, riggers, and helpers. Appointees are guaranteed free transportation to the West Coast and adequate housing at reasonable cost upon arriving for duty. For complete details, see the civil service representative at the local post office or U.S. Employment Service office. Be sure to listen to The Green Hornet next week at this time. These copyrighted dramas originate in the studios of WXYZ Detroit. All characters, names, places, and incidents are fictitious. Henry Stambo speaking. This is the Michigan Radio Network.